Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Stay with Ray. I am your host, Spencer. Unfortunately, I am not joined by Mike right now. We are both practicing social distancing during these crazy times, and we hope that you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy during this time as well. However, we still had some content in the archives. So, without further ado, the man, the myth, the local legend, Mr. Michael Ray. So, Mike, you're a big sports fan, fair? Fair enough. What is one sport that you take great enjoyment in that the people might not expect you to like? Golf. Are you a big golfer? Well, I hit the ball. Yeah, fair enough. Where does it go? Long and straight? Nah, short and crooked. Well, all right. I putt pretty well, but, you know, short game's okay, but, you know, the long game is sucks. What about the last time you played? You played pretty recently, didn't you? Yeah, I played pretty recently. Was it a you know, pretty eventful round, would you say, or pretty, pretty dry? How was it? Well, I played with two brothers and a... Uh, and a biological African, brothers? Yeah, biological brothers. Oh, okay. And, and, and a young, younger guy that's... Uh, his father works for the World Bank, and he, or the IMF, one of the two, and he's African. And we nicknamed him Yinka, after Yinka Dare. And, you know, he, he's, he's a nice kid, whatever. And um, so we play Falls Road. And we're playing, and two brothers are there. And the first thing off the box was we get there separately. One of the brothers meets us there. The other, the other three of us are in the same car. And when we get there, Yinka because the brothers are light-skinned, Yinka asked, was, was the one that he didn't know, was he some kind of half-breed? <laughs> and he's a light-skinned black dude. And where's he from originally? Where, where is, where's the brother from originally? Oh, they grew up in Southeast. So what was the response? Oh, the response is funny, because the dude is short and squat, and he's got a voice like Yosemite saying. <laughs> like marbles in his throat? Oh, man. When he asked him, was he a half-breed, he said, what did you say? He said, are you a half-breed? He repeated it. The other brother was in tears laughing. And the brother that was insulted was like, yeah, I'm half-breed, I'm half-southreed. about to kick your ass. <laughs> and that's how the round, that was before, that's when we were getting the bags out the car. So you was, haven't even teed up. We haven't even teed up yet. And, and it was just, you know. And then, and then Yinka was like, wow, what the heck happened to... What's what's in his in his craw? And I guess at that point he didn't really know they were brothers, but you know you can kind of tell. So anyway, it was it was it was a decent round. I played like shit, sorta, and we're and we're um, we're out there, and uh, there was a group in front of us that was slow as hell. It was a fivesome, and we caught up to him about the six or seven uh, about the six or seven hole. And we just decided, you know, we just, you know, whatever. We're not in a hurry. We're just having fun. And um, uh, the group behind us caught us. But they were a little bit impatient. So I kid you not. For me, the 14 or 15, they hit into us every single hole the rest of the damn round. I mean, 17, oh, man. We're on, um, we're on 17, and one of the brothers 
is uh is putting. You're on the green. We're on the green, and it's kind of a small, um, a, you know, so it's kind of a short hole. If you hit a long ball, you can drive the green. So these guys have hit into us two holes previously. So at one point, I'm standing in the fairway with my hands out, like, what? What are y'all doing, man? You can't go nowhere. You know why? Because this is that's dangerous. So we get on the green, and one of the brothers is putting, and he had a teenager putt. What's a teenager putt? What do you a mean? T- a teenager putt is when that thing goes off in your hands. So oh the ball God. just explodes. Oh, my you know, God. You got a five-foot putt, and you hit it 35. Oh, my God. But the reason why it exploded on him was because uh, as he was getting ready to putt, a ball rolled in between him and, and the group behind us. So what, did someone like throw a ball off the side of the green? Nah, they, they hit the ball off the oh. tee box to the green and it rolled through the green in the middle of our putt. Yeah. So, so what did you do about it? Oh, I was incensed because it wasn't the first hole. You could have gotten hurt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's just dangerous as hell. You can't go nowhere, you just have to wait. You might be mad, but you don't hit into people. No. So when this ball went over the green, and there, and you can see him coming in the carts. I probably picked up the ball, and there's a trash can behind the green. I tossed the ball in the trash can. So the dude was like, hey, did you see my ball? And I said, yeah. And he says, and he looked at me kind of funny. He said, where is it? I said, I put it in the trash can. He said, you touched me. What you did? What? I said, I put it in the trash can. And he was like, what do you mean? And he started walking towards me. So what'd you do? We started walking towards him. Yeah, know so what'd you do to protect yourself? Grabbed a five iron out the bag. And he's coming, he's catching the five on the side of the head. I don't know. I don't know what was his problem. But you know, I'm like, you can't hit into somebody three freaking holes in a row and expect everything to be hunky-dory. I mean, the first time, okay. They say, but three holes in a row? Now, now you come looking for your ball? Nah, man. Not today. Not ever. I'm, I'm just not that guy. So how'd you leave it? I left, we, we left it and he was just, he was fuming, but you know, I guess he reached in the, I guess he re, I didn't look back, I guess he reached in the trash can and brought his golf ball out and I guess he just decided where it was going to be. That's a dirty situation. Yeah. If I had been thinking better, I should have put the ball, because it was kind of a rage, underneath the trash can. Because, see, he just went in the trash can and dropped the ball with no penalty. If I'd have put that joint underneath the trash can, he couldn't have hit it. He'd have had to take the unplayable eye and cost him another stroke. And well, I know they were gambling, so. Well, you were playing with somebody that knows a rule or two about golf. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or 1,400. <laughs> yeah. He could have he, sat there and yelled, penalty. That's what he does. He's, he's, he can be annoying. So we go to great lengths to, like, if we're playing... I will try to get underneath his skin. How so? Well, he has this thing where he um, he uh, he walks off his putts on how far it is, and he has this calibration in his mind. So maybe seven steps is a seven putt, meaning he has this, you know, like a. A made-up counter, like a seven. So he has to figure that out. Is it a four? Is it a five? Is it a seven? Whatever the hell it is, right? And that's how hard he hits the putt. Well, as he's walking off these, this, how far it is from the cup, 
He'll go like one, two. He'll make the, and so what I'll do is as he's walking and he's saying the numbers audibly. So I'll just go like when he's going one, two, three, I'll say seven, six. I'll just try to screw his number up. And then he'll, you know, and then he'll get he'll look at me and then he'll go back and start over. And you know, I do that to him a couple times, you know. And you wonder why you got hit into. <laughs> hey. Now, Yosemite Sam though, I mean he's a pretty easygoing guy. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Until you do what with his uh, golf Don't game. touch my ball. <laughs> you can't touch his ball. Don't touch my ball. <laughs> don't, don't touch my ball on the green. Don't mark my ball. Don't touch my ball. <laughs> he is funny. We were playing one time a while back. It was the two brothers and another, another guy who used to work at the golf club. And he was kind of young, too. And uh, he was he was funny, so we called him Go Go. So Go Go and I are partnered playing the two brothers. So you know the lie within the lie in golf is negotiating the strokes before the match. Of course, it's the lie within the lie. All right, so everybody's trying to say they more whatever. So somehow we negotiate. <laughs> we negotiate, we're getting strokes because the, one, the older brother of the two is a better golfer. The two, me and the other brother, yeah, are about the same. Yeah, you're a hack. We're both, yeah. We're, I mean, we both, you know, hope to break, to break 99. You know? So anyway, so we're both, we're, you know, we're both even. And then I get paired up with the other guy who happens to be white. And he's a young guy, whatever. So we're getting him strokes. Because his scores weren't all that good. And he, he would meticulously keep his scores. Right. So, you know, he's a good dude. Nice young, young guy. Anyway. But he's turning in a card with, uh, with a lot of, lot of numbers on it. Right. Well, he is, right? He's turning. So, first hole got to be a 410, 420 yard par four. And he hits the ball, his tee shot. I don't know. He's got a buck 60 to go. And when he does that, uh, and he's in the first cut, so he's got a perfect lie 160 yards away. Now, I've negotiated strokes for this match, and he's getting more strokes than I'm getting. So the two brothers, well, one of the brothers, Yosemite Sam, was, was, I, was enraged. Like, dude, really? You see that drive? He had the long shot of the group. Then he put the second shot on the green. And so now he's on the green in, in regulation two. in two. Nobody else is on the green in two. I think one guy, one of the brothers got on in three. I got on in four. And the other brother got on in four. Well, and, and, and Yosemite Sam is just hollering at me like, dude, dude, you're cheating, sandbagging. You know damn well he can play. He's on the green in blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, well... We found out why he has a high handicap. What happened? He, can, he, he, <laughs> he gets to the green. He gets to the green, and he five putts. Oh, my God. Oh, it was hilarious. And that's all he could, you know, he, you know, and, and the round went down from there. We got our asses handed to us. And you love this game. Yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, it beats not walking around. Yeah. Good stuff. It beats soccer. Oh. <laughs> what do you have against soccer, Michael? Everything. First of all, all the players 
basically other than going basically the same size. Uh-huh. Five nine to six feet, a buck forty-five to a buck seventy-five. So it's like a whole team of one thing. Yeah, but but they got a lot of skill. They got a lot of a lot of coordination. A lot Dude, of speed. half the damn game, the ball's on one side, the guys at the other end ain't even running. And then they're and pretty then, tough, you know, they're pretty resilient players. Yeah, whatever. And I think they, they, they legislate unathleticism in soccer. Oh, what do you mean? Well, let's take for instance basketball, right? We invented the game. Yet when they play internationally, the, the rules are changed. Well, Soccer invented whoever invented soccer, we came, the United States came late to the game, right? And there's a rule in soccer that that allows legislation of uh, of unathleticism. Really? Really. What do you mean by that? Well, the offside rule. Uh-huh. Okay. So if one player has the ball and and he's got maybe a speedster on the side. Until he gets to half court, he can't just launch that job, that ball for a pass. And then if that happens, right, you have to keep, now we got a fast break situation. Problem with soccer is the game's a little scoring. If you take that rule out, you might open the game up for a little bit more, more, more points. Can you imagine if you had that rule in basketball? Yeah. I, I, yeah, nobody can fast break. Or how about football? Hey, Deshaun Jackson, right? Because you run a 4-2, and Mike Reyes over there, Kevin, he runs a 4-6. You can't run past him until you get inside the 30. What kind of bullshit is that? So the guys play defense with that rule in mind, so they don't even try to get back. They just let it, they let it slow walk because they, you know, they, you know, there's no point. You don't have to get back, so you don't try to because if the, if the defenders go past the half, you know, they go back, then they're open, then, this, then that guy is able to break. So they play defense with that in mind so that they can't do it. Now, my problem is since the rest of the world changed basketball, right, for the United States, why don't we just take the offsides out of soccer? And we're done with it. Games will be more high scoring and more people will probably watch. I mean, other yeah, young generation of kids and our ever-growing Hispanic population. I would take it a different route. I mean... We have 300 million plus people in this country, right? Mm-hmm. We have some of the most recognizable athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. We have the most diverse population, arguably, in the entire world. Mm-hmm. You look over in Europe, and they have these academies to where, from a young age, these kids go into these academies, they, and they, all they do is play soccer. Right. You know, I'm... I, well, I don't like know the ins- only damn sport. No, but I don't know the ins and outs of it. But right. I'm assuming they're getting some sort of education. But they're having, they're living and breathing soccer. Right. We have. Why can't we have an academy that follows that model? And IMG why- down in Florida. Okay. No, but let's take it a step further. Who wants to play soccer? It doesn't the United matter. States. No. <laughs> I, I can sell it to you. Let's say we go to. You know, you go to all these different cities, you go to Chicago, you go to L.A., you go to New York, you sit in some living rooms and say, hey, listen, if your child can come here to this facility, they're going to get a first-class education, first-class training, it's going to all be paid for, because we got to find a way to, that's the key, you got to find a way for it to be funded by U.S. soccer. Okay. 
and they're going to live and breathe soccer, get a good education, you know, maybe take them out of a bad environment, put them into a good environment. And at the end of the day, you're going to have a national team and the kids that don't cut it for the national team, they can get a, they can get a ideally, a scholarship to a Division One school. I don't know. I mean, you sound like a good idea. I'm no politician. I'm no expert. Do but you, yeah. The, well, the other thing about soccer that I find mind-boggling is the damn shootout rule. Game is tied, and we go to a shootout penalty kick. You fucking kidding me? That would be like an NFL game is tied, and I don't know. We'll we'll have the kicker kick a thirty uh, unopposed. 30-yard field goal, so the other right. guy, and then we'll go 35. We'll just keep scaling. I mean, really? Play till somebody fucking drops. Somebody will miss an assignment because yeah. they're tired, and you'll have a winner. Yeah. Uh, is that play till you know it is? You, you never end a hockey game in the playoff when it counts that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just the bullshit. You can't, you can't do that, but that's, that seems to be cool. The other thing that's mind-boggling to me is <laughs> stop the damn clock on the injury. This bullshit. Oh, the extended time. Oh, man. And nobody knows what the time yeah, is. Yeah, it's just an arbitrary number. Yeah, right. And the, the, the ref knows. And then, so now the guy's going up the field and he might try a game winning or game time goal and he don't get it all because the ref just called to play dead. Did you, watch, did you watch the Oscars? No, I don't watch. Oh, that's good. I watched none of that shit. Oscars, Grammys. Academy, whatever the hell it is, well, okay. all award shows. I watch none. Then, then maybe you're Ever. not. Maybe you're not the authority on this. No, not at all. But I think that some of these soccer players should win an Oscar, an Academy Award. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they some faking song bitches. Man, man, they you know they and then they, they get, get carried off on the stretcher, but they're ready to play thirty seconds later. Right, right. Yeah, they do really. You know, they, 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 no, but I, I really think that if the U.S. started to care about soccer, but we don't because it's it's it's. Arguably, of the sixth uh, most popular sport in this country. But every kid growing up plays it. Like I at know, some point, I, everyone touches a soccer ball. We should play baseball. Fuck soccer. I'm just Baseball's saying. losing popularity, though. I know. Better what? game. That's the, the other thing I want to say about soccer is, you know why I really don't like it? What separates human beings from most, <laughs> most of the animal world? Right? <laughs> Opposable thumbs, right? So we can manipulate shit with our hands. So you got a game where you don't use your hands? Are you fucking kidding me? How stupid is that? Baseball, football, basketball—they all have some of the hands. That's what you can have. Even hockey. Hey, hey! I saw a video of a horse kicking soccer goals, and then when he kicked the ball in the goal, he get, he does a little dance. Horses can play soccer, really. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever. I mean, she can kick a ball around towards the goal. Whatever. So you, I mean, you made a game where you don't use your hands, and that's what separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom? Wow. And then it's popular because you motherfuckers got nothing else to play. You have no other games, and nobody even thought about playing anything else. By the way, I think, I think basketball is the most, favorite, the most popular sport in China now. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so they, they figured it out. Fuck soccer. Yeah. And there's a billion and a half of them. So, you know. So, I guess I'm getting a little more political now, but that's okay. I don't think you're getting political at all. Well, deaf to soccer, you know, it's like, you know, I, I just can't, you know. And I guess I had a story... I got kicked in the shin 
like in elementary school by a kid playing soccer. And, you know, I was a pretty skilled athlete from time to time. And, and this kid, like, I know now that he didn't intentionally kick me in the shin, but he did, and it hurt. And I just thought he just, he did it on purpose. But at the end of the day, he just sucked. So, yeah. So I went, I went ham on him for no reason because he just sucked. You know, there's kids that don't, you know, they just not, you know. He wasn't a cruddy individual? No, he just, he didn't, he, I mean, he just, he just had, he had the, I don't know, he had the athleticism of a snail. Oh. Yeah, he was bad. He was, you know, but or in second or third grade, so, and they made us play soccer, and I was like, this is some bullshit. Well, you know, credit to you for not holding a grudge. <laughs> well, I was loud and vocal that day. He kicked me, but, you know, he just, you know, he was just clueless, you know. And that's it for our show this week. Please give us a follow on all of our social media platforms at Stay With Ray. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Give us a subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. We're on all of them. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. We're there. Take care, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Peace in the Middle East.